everyone, welcome to a new episode of Misalign. This week, we will have an all-music podcast for you guys, and it's been a while since we've talked just strictly about music for a whole episode. But before we dive in, I just want to remind you that Misaligned is part of the Modern Vinyl family of podcasts. You can find all of the shows over at modern-vinyl.com, and we will actually be talking about a few of the Modern Vinyl podcast episodes. So we definitely recommend checking those out, and we will make note of them as we get to the albums that were discussed on the podcast. But Megan, I know you really want to talk about Against Me since you just saw them. In concert, I did. and I did. you really enjoyed the new album, Shapeshift With Me. I did enjoy it. And, you know, this is going to kick off our talking about music this whole episode. So I saw them on Friday, Friday night at Champion Brewery out in Charlottesville. If you follow along with the Modern Vinyl Instagram, I was the person behind that. So that was cool. Um, their new stuff is fantastic live. And I know a lot of people are still a little on the fence about Shapeshift with me because it's a lot different than past Against Me albums. Uh, There's more themes of love involved. I love it. But, you know, that's just me. (laughs) But seeing it live, like seeing some of the songs live actually made a huge difference because it was just, it was a wild crowd. I mean, it was a small show. It was the second time I've seen them in less than two months because, as we all know, I went to barbecue this summer and survived. The one thing I didn't like, though, about Friday was the crowd. The safety was a little rough. I almost got hurt, and I'm the type of person that, yes, I'm small. I might not look very strong, but I am, and I can usually hold my own. But there were a lot of drunk people in the crowd. There was a few teenagers in the crowd. I was trying to protect a teenage girl. I almost got hurt. When I almost got hurt, I know that that's when I have to just say... I'm done with this and stand on the side. Right. Um, Plus, I took a studded vest to the face and almost got kicked in the head by a crowd surfer. So there was that. I've had that happen. Oh. (laughs) My sunglasses broke on my face. It was great. Yeah, I was also a little worried about losing my glasses and or breaking them, and I kind of don't want to have that happen. Right. Uh, But what's interesting is this crowd was a lot more rough than the crowd at barbecue and i was surprised like there were definitely copious amounts of drunk people at barbecue but at the same time it was also a bigger venue there was a little more security i don't know but against me always puts on a fun show and i'm just so glad that they chose to go on their day off from the bad religion dave house tour to charlottesville probably the most unique place I think that they've played in a while because when you think against me you wouldn't think that they would go to Charlottesville Virginia home of UVA home well the school of James Kassar from Modern Vinyl it, it's it, they're kind of outliers like I would see them playing more in Richmond than Charlottesville but they did a beer release with Champion Brewery and it's actually their second with the brewery itself think it was last year or the year before last that they released black me stout a play on black me out and 
This year, it was Haunting Haunted Hops, which is a nice play on Haunting Haunted Haunts, which is my favorite song from the new album. In fact, before we recorded this, I was actually listening to it on my record player because I picked up the limited edition tour variant. On this tour, there are a thousand copies and they are all randomized colors. So you honestly don't know what you're going to get. Usually I have garbage luck with the randomized variants and get kind of like gross colored ones. But this one is also on the Modern Vinyl Instagram. It's a uh, disc or disc A. Oh my God, it's not a CD. <laughs> the first record is actually this really cool, clear blue purple haze. A little bit of red in there. I don't know. It's really hard to describe, but it's beautiful. And then the second record with the album is this cool purpley multicolor thing, but it's sparkly and I love all things sparkly and glittery and (laughs) I was very excited to see that. I actually don't have a sparkly glittery record in my collection. So that was cool. Yeah. And I know you're a much bigger Against Me fan than I've been. And I did enjoy this album, but you know, it's kind of just one of those things. It's like, yeah, I'll listen to it when it comes out, but I don't know if it's something that'll necessarily stick with me just because, like I said, I haven't been a huge fan of the band. I did like their previous album quite a bit, and it is different, but I think it's different in a good way, too. It's not like, you know, they went in the wrong direction and it's just a horrible album or that sort of thing. It's kind of like they've progressed as a band, so their sound is reflecting that. Yeah. And, and I mean, oh, go on, go on. Oh, well, I was actually going to take this to Taking Back Sunday. So finish up your thought on Against oh, Me first. Oh, yeah, actually, it's funny you should say that because I was actually about to say something about Taking Back Sunday, too. <laughs> Especially since people are saying that Tidal Wave is the is kind of like their version of Against Me. Right. Of an Against Me album. And I know that Chris... Mo Shafiq and I talked about this over at the Modern Vinyl Podcast a few weeks ago on the Tidal Wave Roundtable. And one of the big things, why I'm bringing up the live show is important because some people, myself included, are still not entirely thrilled with the new Taking Back Sunday album and that you have to see some of the songs live to really get that feel for them. Right. And I feel like That's exactly the case with Shapeshift with me. And I mean, it can still be said that Laura Jane Grace is just an amazing front woman. Right. She always, the energy she had on stage was just incredible. And I'm still laughing that she threw on a Trump mask (laughs) for the encore. That was pretty funny. But it's kind of hard to compare Adam Lazara and Laura Jane Grace because they both have completely different stage presences and they both they both just know how to get the crowd just riled up. Right. And for me, you know, I felt the same way about both of these albums, really. It's like, you know, I'm a much bigger Taking Back Sunday fan than Against Me. But this album, I listened to it. I was like, OK, it's, you know, a solid record and it's a little different from 
what they've done before, but it's not one of those that I'm going to keep coming back to, like a tell all your friends or right, what right. have you. And to me, it's like, you know, these were two solid releases, but they probably won't, you know, be the ones that end up on a whole lot of album of the year lists or what have you at the end of the year when we all do those and all of the mm -hmm. sites, <laughs> you know, but I know you have some more releases that are more in the indie department than our, you know, kind of pop punk, punk scene and what have you. So what are your thoughts on that new Warpaint album? Oh, my God. I love it. I absolutely love it. I was actually excited. So when I drove to Charlottesville the other day, not Friday, last week, maybe two weeks ago. I'm bad with time. <laughs> um, I was listening to WNRN and they were playing a Warpaint song. I was like, wait a minute, Warpaint is playing on the radio. This is my jam. And I really like their new album. It's a lot different than a lot of the stuff I've listened to this past year. And I think it's got a good vibe to it. Nice. Like, heads up. It's awesome. And I know... <laughs> A lot of well, it is called heads up. I'm not yeah. even trying to make a bad pun about this, like I did uh, what last week with Green Day. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I think it's a great album, and I've seen a lot of people giving it high acclaim. And I kind of wish I could actually see them live because I bet that would be totally awesome. Yeah, and one of the records I just reviewed was Balancing Composures Light We Made, and they're another band. It's like I've been aware of them. But I've never really gotten into them quite as much as a lot of my friends have. But this definitely felt like another one of those shift in sounds for the band because, you know, like we were talking about with Against Me and Taking Back Sunday, it was different from their last release. But I still think, you know, this might be one I'll end up revisiting at least a couple more times before year end and before making my list because... I did enjoy the majority of it. I thought a few things were out of place, but nothing so big that, you know, it ruined the record or anything. So were you able to give this one a listen or have you not listened to it yet? I have actually listened to this and I, I'm i actually bummed. I will be missing them in Richmond this week on the 13th because I don't plan ahead and get tickets for stuff. <laughs> but no, I really enjoyed it. It was definitely a lot different than what I'm used to hearing from balance and composure and uh can we just talk about john's falsetto yeah <laughs> like, oh my god i bet that would be amazing live so the last time i've actually seen them live was two years ago they did a free show up at penn state with sorority noise and i drove up for that because it's like hey i'm gonna go visit friends and go see a free show and finally see balance and composure and that was awesome. So if that show was awesome, I bet just the show with their new stuff is even more amazing. And despite, you know, some of the weird social media presence they've had lately, I know some of our listeners will have some understanding of this. Right. Uh, it's still, you know, not enough to kind of turn someone off of a band. It's definitely an album you need to give a chance. Yeah. Well, I only have three more recent 
releases left and I think you have about five on your list left yeah, or I have six. A very long list. So why don't you give me two more from your list? All right. So here's the beauty of Deanna and I hosting Misaligned. <laughs> you can tell, especially with this episode, that we have two very different music tastes. And that's good. Like, even if you've listened to the Modern Vinyl podcast and kind of have followed along, you know that our tastes range all over the place. Yes. And for the record, I did not put any country albums on this episode because I'm so behind on those. I wouldn't even know what would be the most recent one that I've listened to. Uh, is it acceptable to put... Uh, wow, I can't talk. Uh, is it acceptable <laughs> to point out that Casey Musgraves is releasing a country Christmas album this year? And I'm really excited for that. Yes. And she's also doing a Christmas tour to go along with it. Yes, I think that will be the only country record we'll even talk about <laughs> on this episode. <laughs> I'm just excited because Willie Nelson's going to be on it. And that should be cool. Nice. Uh, anyway, th- getting ahead of myself here. I am going to talk about, let's see, I have so many on this list. It's great. Dawes and Shovels and Rope. Okay. So Dawes and Shovels and Rope, actually, I should throw three in here because I did see the three together this summer. Go for it. I can quickly talk about that. Okay. So yeah, Dawes, Shovels and Rope, and His Golden Messenger were three bands that I saw this summer at Red Wing Roots Fest. And I know I've talked about it before on this podcast about like how great it was. Um but Dawes, their new album is called We're All Gonna Die. And honestly, I like it a lot more than um, their last album, which I believe... Let me pull up Spotify, because I know I don't... Wait, why do I need to pull up Spotify? I have a song on my phone from them. <laughs> I. It's something with friends in the album, and I don't want to muck this up. So, Dawes, all your favorite bands is off of yeah all your favorite bands is their album so i was clearly off the friends thing (laughs) their last album which i don't know i just couldn't really get into and with we're all gonna die i got into it i enjoyed it a lot like it had a good vibe to it rolls hide is one of my favorite songs off of that album and of course i'm not an alabama fan by any means but it's great it it, it's got this nice relaxing tone to it like that song in particular and I think it kind of goes back a little more to their actual roots because all your favorite bands was an experimental album of sorts for them where they recorded it in one take right well I can say that we're all gonna die didn't put me to sleep that's for sure (laughs) but then um Dawes was definitely one of the headliners at Red Wing Roots, as was Shovels and Rope. And I know that James Shotwell, <clears throat> excuse me, who was just on this podcast, actually, is also a huge Shovels and Rope fan. And I believe he and his wife have seen them twice now in the past few weeks. Uh, I missed out on their show in D.C. the other night, but I heard many great things about it. And I really, really enjoy little seeds it's it's kind of i haven't given it a full listen to yet i've listened to it i've i've already listened to like it once i will say that with certainty i need to go deeper into it but from that first listen i really like it it has 
I guess, you know, as we say, we're, go- we're not going to talk about country artists on here. These artists that I'm talking about have some sort of Americana country vibe to them. Right. And are more on the alt-country, indie-country scale than, like, mainstream graves. Yeah. Yeah. And they usually pull together a lot of really great collaborators for their various albums. And I think they're a very underrated band. I mean, seeing them live, it's, I believe, a husband and wife duo. If I'm wrong, feel free to tweet at us and just be like, <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah. And I mean, it's not that, you know, I don't listen to these artists or albums that you mentioned or I wouldn't listen to them. It's just I think you and I focus on different aspects of music genres and what have you so you know because I'm getting press releases all day for these pop punk bands and alternative bands I tend to focus more on that because that's just what's being thrown at me all day every day (laughs) and then you know I try and find time for all of the other genres that I listen to but sometimes I just get so overloaded with this stuff especially with the September and October releases coming up it's been so just week after week of great music and a lot of these albums were actually featured on NPR's First Listen. I right. know Shovels, I, I don't know if Shovels and Rope was, I think it was somewhere else, but Dawes definitely was, because I listened to that the same week I listened to Against Me on NPR. But the other artist I'm going to throw in here is His Gold Messenger, and I know for a fact that I did recommend one of just the artists in general right. a few weeks ago on here. And their new album is called, let's see, I just had it up. Heart Like a Levy? Yes, Heart Like a Levy. This is what happens when your phone goes to sleep and you're trying to <laughs> do stuff. But Heart Like a Levy, also very, very good. Definitely more country-leaning, but it's more rock country or I guess alt country would be the proper term. Because when I think of rock country, I think more like dad rock and then Toby Keith comes to mind. <laughs> right. But... I think together, those three albums with vastly different sounds have just a good flow to all of them. And it's worth checking out. And I'm sure I'm just talking very generally about all of this, but sometimes I need to stop myself before I go on huge (laughs) tangents. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm sorry. Totally fine. That's what the podcast is for. Tangents (laughs) everywhere. This is true. But yeah, no, those three in general, easy to loop together and just listen to them, honestly. I'm going to pull a reading rainbow and say, you should just listen. (laughs) I definitely need to check some of those out. I I know I haven't really given any of them a listen before, so that'll be a cool thing to kind of dive into. But one album that I've really been enjoying a lot lately is Yellow Card's self-titled album, and it's also, sadly, their final album. So I pre-ordered this one, or I just ordered it on vinyl. Is this where we put in copious amounts of sad violin music? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to interrupt there, but it it was relevant. If, If I knew someone close by who played violin, I would get them to do that for us, but sadly, I do not. But yeah, it's... A really solid album, and it's, you know, it's a very yellow card goodbye, if that makes any sense at all, because, you know, we've seen yellow card grow over these years and kind of not necessarily change their sound too much, but it's like we've seen how they've progressed 
just as songwriters and putting songs together and that sort of thing. And I think this is really kind of the closing album fans wanted from them. Not that we necessarily wanted a closing album from them, but since we had to have one, I think this is a good one to get from them. And I definitely ordered it on vinyl. I definitely, definitely need to listen to that. Yeah. And maybe I'll get copious amounts of sad violin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sean brings the violin. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> That's true. Good old Sean Mackin. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell me a bit about Bon Iver? I've been meaning to listen to it. I just haven't yet. But this was another one. You weren't on oh. the episode, but it was on the last roundtable for Modern Vinyl. And I think that was what... Uh... Mike was definitely on that one. Alan was and Chris. Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Yeah. So it's a lot different than other Bonavere albums I've actually listened to. It's more electronic. And I don't know. It's I like it, but I, I think it's one that's going to have to grow on me because it's not what I'm used to hearing from Justin Vernon. Right. Lyrically, I love it. Definitely, I can say that with 100% certainty is just Justin Vernon is a great lyricist. But it, it's the electronic aspect of some of the songs that kind of throw me for a loop. And I feel like it's kind of like that Sufjan paradox for me, where I love the lyrics behind Age of Odds, but I still can't really get into the album because of the electronic aspect. I don't know. It's weird. But 22 a million is pretty cool and has absolutely ridiculous song titles to try typing out. <laughs> I know. When I was posting some of the singles, I was like, okay, I'm just going to copy and paste this because I don't want to deal with this right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think there's an infinity sign in one of them and it's like weird caps and stuff. Yeah. And like letters as numbers and yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> but, you know, I have to say for it being the first release in a few years, it's definitely definitely a good one. It's not like it's horrible and I'm going to trash it to pieces. Right. We're just literally bouncing back and forth <laughs> between so many different genres. And like, I know you've got the new Joyce Manor on here, which I haven't listened to yet, but have been meaning to. So what are your thoughts on Cody? Yeah, I literally listened to that this morning before this podcast because I knew it was, you know, a short album. So you get 10 songs in 24 minutes, which I don't know if that's some sort of record or what, but, you know, it's pretty close. And it was just, you know, a really punchy, upbeat, fun album. There were one or two slower songs on there, but it's definitely a very, I don't want to say typical Joyce Manor album because I feel like that implies that it's kind of just mediocre or bad or what have you, but they're a band I'm starting to get into more now that I've, you know, seen them live and realized, yes, I do, in fact, like the sound of this band. <laughs> so Cody is definitely, you know, a good album from them. And there's a lot of fun drums in the songs. And I, yeah, I've really found myself enjoying the drums in the album. So, you know, if you're someone who likes some drum beats... This is definitely an album you will want to check out. But Megan, is there any specific reason? I know it just came out, you know, on Friday. So <laughs> it's not like we've had a lot of time to get through yeah. all of Friday's releases. But is there any reason you haven't listened to it yet? Were you just busy or what? 
It probably just busy, honestly, because I've been doing a bunch of like transcribing, so I can't really listen to music when I'm transcribing interviews. Oh, yeah, because you and, have to listen to the interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it, there's just been so much that I'm trying to like, even if it's just a song or two. But my God, there's just so much. Yeah, and this is why Spotify's release radar is actually really nice because it will pull songs from new releases from bands you listen to and kind of like give you a playlist of recent releases which i like yeah apple music started doing a similar thing they have like a new music playlist and then like a your favorites playlist and i haven't listened to them too much just because you know i already have pretty large playlists either genre based or what have you that i'll just have as my go-to playlist when I want a playlist on so I haven't checked them out too much but I'll like look at them and it'll always give me like a good chunk of country and a good chunk of pop punk and it's kind of all over the place for me but you know it's still focusing on the things I enjoy and listen to more often right and even with Spotify they're doing besides the release radar which I think I will just talk about how cool it is but they also now have a feature on the mobile app that's daily playlists. And if I pull mine up right now, going on a slight tangent here, welcome to Misaligned. Sometimes Megan goes on tangents. <laughs> um, it will actually have like, your daily mix. And there are five. Wow, I didn't realize I had five. Um, there are five on mine. And they all feature different genres. Like, Mix 1 features Thrice, Jack's Mannequin, Paramore, uh, The Hush Sound, Seozen. Mix 2 was more of an indie feel with Beirut, Death Cab, Band of Horses, Langhorn Slim, Blitz and Trapper. More, more along the lines of what I've been talking about on this podcast, especially with Dawes in there, too. Mix 3 is more up the lines of what we were just talking about with Joyce Manor. It's like math rock pop punk mine includes jeff rosenstock joyce manor tiny moving parts modern baseball uh pet symmetry there 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 algernon cadwallader i can never say that dowsing american football uh mix four is more of the heavier punk where it's got the menzingers against me rancid and then mix five is my guilty pleasure list i guess i'm gonna say because it's more poppy and there's mike posner and beyonce and <laughs> carly ray jepson on there right and what's nice is that they all feature new releases too now that i've gone on that tangent i know exactly how to spin this speaking of beyonce <laughs> we all know that lemonade came out this year and we all know that we've praised it and that's great but her sister solange is also a very incredibly talented musician if you've never heard her you probably have because back in the day on the disney channel the proud family was on tv and it was a great cartoon and solange actually did the theme song to the proud family and it's really hard to talk about an artist without feeling like they're always going to be overshadowed by their very extremely amazingly talented sibling. But I feel like Beyonce and Solange both have similar sounds, but approach it differently. I mean, you wouldn't see Solange, or see, 
I'm sorry, you wouldn't hear Solange on mainstream radio per se, but she'll hear Beyonce. Right. And Solange is more of a Janelle Monet vibe to her. And her album came out on Friday, I believe. I've listened to it already. It's called A Seat at the Table. And I, if I'm thinking of this correctly, I believe I saw that it's her first number one album. Okay. Not sure on what list. That might just be a weird thing that popped up on Twitter. But it's very good. And I love the fact that this is the year that Beyonce has blessed us with an album. Her sister has blessed us with an amazing album. And of course, Frank Ocean, his two drops. But the amount of talent in the Knowles family is just mind-blowing. Yeah. Like, I don't even think I can talk about just how awesome it is (laughs) on this podcast. Like, I know Beyonce also champions her sister and encourages her, and I love that. I know that when the album came out on Beyonce's Instagram, perhaps in what was the cutest thing I have seen on Instagram that's not an animal, (laughs) is she... Now I have to pull this up. Gotta love technology, folks. So when she wasn't featuring her wacky fashion from the past week, she actually had a little Barbie doll that resembled Beyonce. And it was her holding a Barbie-sized copy of the new Solange record in a record store. (laughs) And I think that was the cutest way to showcase how much she loves her sister. Yeah. So if you liked Lemonade, you will like a seat at the table. Definitely. Yeah. And you were telling me, you know, this is already one I need to go check out. So it's on my list now. But the final recent release that I want to talk about is Green Day's Revolution Radio. Green Day has been one of my favorite bands for a while now. And just because, you know, they're my favorite band doesn't mean I've loved everything they've done. I think most people who know me know that, you know, that trio of albums, Uno Dos Trey, was not my favorite thing. Yes, I listened to them. I don't think it was them, anyone's but, favorite thing, honestly. Yeah. And, you know, I understand kind of why they did it at the time. You know, they were under the impression that if they released three albums, they could get out of their contract and what have you, whatever the situation was at the time. But Revolution Radio really feels like the Green Day we all sort of expect for them to be you know it's not the same as american idiot but it's very much going back to that sort of style of songwriting and the sound and everything especially with their single bang bang which there was a slight bit of controversy over this just in you know our little group here where we have everyone talking about pop punk and what have you because The song was from the point of view of a school shooter, I believe. So people were a little on edge about that, especially how things have been going lately and everything like that. But Green Day has been political before with American Idiot. And, you know, they're kind of back to that again with this album. And I gave it a listen this weekend and I was pretty pleased with how the whole thing turned out and... If you are a huge fan of American Idiot or whatever Green Day did before that with Dookie, Nimrod, Warning, what have you, 
They have quite a few albums. So if you're into that part of Green Day's career, I definitely recommend checking this out. I think, you know, it's a solid release from them. I don't think too many people will be disappointed with it just because, you know, like we said, the experience with those last three albums was not great. So this is definitely a step up from those. Are you going to see them when they go out on tour in support of this record? No, I didn't get tickets. They sold out in like 10 seconds. Oh my gosh, wow. (laughs) I thought getting Jack's mannequin tickets was hard. Yeah, I was literally on the site at 10 o'clock or whatever time they went on sale here, and I refreshed like right as it hit 10, and I went to go get some, and it's like I couldn't. Oh my gosh. It's just like they were gone, and my cousin tried to, and she didn't get any either, and if she didn't get any, it's like, okay, game over. (laughs) Yeah, and like to tie this all back, they're taking against me out as support for this tour. So I think that's going to be very, very cool. Well, for for 2017, they are. They're on tour now. Oh, and then okay, they just okay. announced yeah. a 2017 tour with that's Against Me. That's the tour I was referring to. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're not coming near here for that tour. Oh, really? I think the closest they'll be is San Diego because they're hitting like the B markets for that one. Oh, okay. At least in California, they are because like here they're playing LA this time around and then they're okay. doing San Diego in 2017 with against me so that makes more sense i did not get tickets for the current tour that they are on and i i don't know if i really want to go all the way to san diego for it i mean it's not super far it's like an hour and a half drive but well that's kind we'll of see. charlottesville <laughs> for me but you know and then to take a complete 360 from loud raucous music that's angsty and political i'm gonna talk about the last album on my list which is also an album I've recommended on the podcast, um, Keaton Henson's Kylie Now. It was my Modern Vinyl Recommends pick for last week, and I believe it went up on Friday because I had to make some revisions to it, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. (laughs) But it's definitely an album that is sadder than Carrie and Lowell, and it tugs at my heartstrings. And I mean, very early on in that record, you could just hear the exact moment when my heart broke into a million little pieces yeah and i think you recommended this last episode maybe uh maybe it was two episodes ago i'm not entirely sure i don't think it was on the 50th episode i think it might have been on 49 48 that sounds about right no because remember we were doing oh yeah yeah, um, yeah. we did two in a row yes yeah we did two in a row so (laughs) we're now running interview episodes on odd numbered episodes and our actual talk on even numbers Okay. Yes, I forgot about so, that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sorry, folks. If you were expecting an interview this episode, you're not exactly going to get it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's great. Just listen to it. I'm basically recommending it again because it's good. Yeah. And that sort of wraps up what we wanted to talk about as far as recent releases, either you or I have listened to. But mm-hmm. there are some that I personally still need to listen to. And they're more recent. They're like both, I believe, from this Friday. So it's not like, you know, I've had a ton of time to get to them, but the first one is Young in the City 2. It's their new EP, and it's like a side project of Noah Gunderson. And because I loved his album so much, I was like, okay, anything he does, I will listen to. So this is just one of those things where I was like, okay, I need to go listen to this. It's only, you know, a handful of songs, won't take too much time, but... I ended up being a little busier than I planned this weekend, and we are recording this on Monday, so maybe I'll get to that, you know, later today. 
But I know you have a few as well, Megan. So why don't you toss me two of yours? Well, I mean, I only have three on here, but they're all from the ladies. Mm -hmm. Regina Spector's new album is called Daybreak. No, that's Nora Jones' album. I'm sorry. (laughs) Regina Spector's album is called Remember Us to Life. And Nora Jones' album is called Daybreaks. And these are two that I've been meaning to listen to, but just haven't yet. Right. I believe Nora's came out on Friday, but Regina's has been out for a few weeks now. I've heard some songs from it. I like the vibe from it. And I just love Nora Jones' voice and how different each of her albums can be. So that's why I'm excited to hear Daybreaks. Yeah. And another one for me is We Are Drugs by Third Eye Blind. A lot of people seem to not know this was coming out, which I found a little odd just because, you know, I had gotten a couple press releases about it, but it's almost like they went a month between the single and the release. And I don't remember really getting anything too much in between, but people were like, uh, did they even announce this? I was like, well, I posted about it, but apparently no one else did <laughs> kind of thing because I knew it well, was coming they... out today or not today on Friday. Did they announce it during the RNC when they performed and basically ticked off all the Republicans? Um I mean, I just got a press release one morning with the new single, so I posted the new single and the release date, because the release date was in the email. I don't even think I saw this on Chorus, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I posted about it on Hi-Fi Noise, and I was like, wait, people didn't know about this? So, yeah, that's... I didn't even see it on any of the major sites, too, so... I don't know. Maybe maybe they just looked over it. Year of the <laughs> surprise announcements or announcements that no one knows about. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then the last album I have on here that I need to listen to is by an artist called Rachel Yamagata, and she I think years ago was either fe- had some of her music featured on One Tree Hill or The OC, but I'm leaning more towards The OC in the show, not the actual soundtrack. Right. Right. Um. But she just released an album called Tightrope Walker. And I believe this is her first album since Happenstance, which came out sometime in the mid-2000s. I think 2005, 2006, maybe. Right. And she's a singer-songwriter who has a great voice. Like, I love her. I've loved her since I heard her on one of those teen shows. (laughs) (laughs) But her talent is definitely underrated. Uh, she was just in Charlottesville, I believe, performing at the Jefferson or the Southern. One of those two. And I missed out on it. And I was bummed. There, there's a pattern on this show today. <laughs> I'm talking about shows with artists who've released new stuff that I haven't been able to see. And that kind of bums me out. Yeah. <sighs> the struggle. <laughs> but we can now talk about upcoming releases. Stuff that hasn't come out that we're both looking forward to. Yes, and I do have a few on this list that I actually have already had the chance to listen to, and the first two would be Kevin Devine's Instigator and Jimmy Eat World's Integrity Blues. I I have no clue how they actually sent me a copy of Jimmy Eat World, but I asked and they gave it to me, so I can't complain there. And I've really enjoyed both. I don't tend to listen to albums like over and over and over again right when I get them, so... Since these both aren't out until the 21st, I'm going to probably give each of them a listen this week and then next week before they come out, and then I'll be doing reviews on both of them. But Kevin Devine is just wonderful. Like, I I don't know what to say about him because I just kind of like everything he does. 
And Instigator is one I'm looking forward to coming out this year. Like, I've already pre-ordered it, so I'm excited to get it. Yeah, I think and I did too. I should note that tomorrow, so we're recording on Monday, mm-hmm. and on the Modern Vinyl podcast, tomorrow, so Tuesday, yeah. Chris is recording an interview with Kevin Devine. Yeah, so that'll be that's going to be pretty cool. So I'm sure that by the time this comes out, that podcast will also come out. So saying if you have questions, it's kind of pointless. <laughs> um, so that's coming up. Yeah, and Integrity Blues is a really good album as well. I just wanted to listen to all of Jimmy World's older albums all over again after listening to that, and I think people will definitely be pleasantly surprised by it not necessarily surprised but they'll really enjoy it because i know you know like damage didn't really go over too well but it wasn't a complete flop or anything for jimmy world so i think fans will be pleased with this release that's pretty good and i'm gonna take this back to the whole pop side of things um deanna's list of upcoming stuff is definitely more extensive than mine. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry. Probably because everything I've listened to this year has already come out that I've really loved. Right. That I've been looking forward to. I think Kevin Devine, honestly, is the last one on that list that I'm waiting to hear. So with mine, we've got Bruno Mars coming out with a new album. I don't have any details about that right now, but he did release a song on Friday called 24K Blues or something 24k uh it's it's jam i love it like it's funny because i actually tweeted the other day so does anyone know what happened to bruno mars and then he drops this on friday and i was excited and also in the pop world we've got lady gaga coming out with joanne yeah and this album is taking more of a folksy country feel from what i've heard i am absolutely in love with million reasons and I'm excited to hear what Joanne is actually going to sound like. Yeah, see, I think I've been so out of tune with a lot of mainstream stuff that I didn't even realize either of these artists had stuff coming out. I did hear that Bruno Mars released a song, but I didn't check it out or anything yet. But yeah, I really was not paying attention that Lady Gaga was oh, doing it's, anything. It's a great <laughs> song. It's definitely on Spotify. And I know Lady Gaga premiered some stuff on Apple Music, but it's now available on all the streaming platforms. Okay. So Joanne should be good. But hopefully Bruno's album is good too. Yeah. And like you said, I have a little bit more of an extensive list because I've just been trying to keep track as much as possible of upcoming October releases since we still have a few weeks left to go for releases here and it's true you know american football is releasing another self-titled album i think is what they're doing because i'm pretty sure the first album they released was also self-titled so i think people are just calling this lp2 but you know this is another mike kinsella project so i'm totally in on this going to check it out as soon as it's out and another one that's coming up this week actually is from Indian Lakes. Everything feels better now. And I'm hoping I get to that soon enough because I am definitely really interested in reviewing that one. And I checked out the singles and those kind of had me hooked on wanting to give the full album a listen. I've heard good things about it so far. So that'll be a good one. And then my last album on our upcoming releases list is the Dillinger Escape Plan's Disassociation. 
I think that's actually coming out this week or next week. Okay. It's definitely coming up, and it's the band's final album. Right. And, oh, I saw them at Barbecue 2 this summer, but without a vocalist, which was weird. <laughs> Got a saxophonist in place of vocals, and then some random dude from the crowd who knew all the words of the songs came up. Um, but yeah, besides that, that should be an interesting album, especially since it is their final one ever. And I believe that they're going out on tour for that is their final tour ever. Yeah, and two others that are out this week on the 14th, Jeff Rosenstock's Worry and Two Tongues 2, which for anyone who doesn't know, Two Tongues is the project of Chris Conley and Max Bemis, if I'm thinking correctly. Yeah, yeah. Yep, it and is. apparently I just saw before we started recording this that they canceled their tour. I do not know why yet. I haven't looked into it. I just really? saw the headline. And I think, you know, a lot of fans will be disappointed with that. But at least we will have the album coming out this Friday to check out and everything. And then the last one on my list is out on the 28th. It's all get outs. Nobody likes a quitter. And the singles have been really fun to listen to. I do have this one sitting somewhere in Apple Music. So it's another one I have, but I just haven't gotten to it yet because it's coming out later in the month. So I'm trying to get through, you know, all of the stuff that's coming out this week because I have a list of about eight or nine releases just for this Friday alone. So I have my hands full with a bunch of stuff. And there were two releases that I forgot to mention earlier for the recent releases, and they were Slaughter Beach Dogs Welcome, which is the project of Jakey Wald of Modern Baseball. And, you know, that's always cool to see someone in a band that's becoming as popular as Modern Baseball still go and want to do their own thing as a side project and what have you. And Microwaves Much Love is another one that I really, really enjoyed and totally slipped my mind and forgot to mention. But those two, also check those out if you get a chance. But Oh, and while we're like talking about that, Chris Barron, his new album's out. Yeah. Let's just give all sorts of love to the Side One Dummy family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've had a lot of great releases this year. And Jeff Rosenstock is another one that's on Side One Dummy. That'll be a fun one. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Megan, why don't you kick us off with recommendations here to wrap up the episode. All right. We are literally on a fire streak right now because <laughs> the past several episodes we've been recommending music. And I'm not going to break that streak today. Katie Alice Greer is an artist from DC and she is in a band called Priests. Priests are totally badass and I love them. And I'm actually going to see Katie Alice Greer in a few weeks when she's performing in Fredericksburg on the 21st, doing solo stuff. I'm very excited. Anyway, she just released an EP called EPA. I believe it's four songs. It's available on Bandcamp, and it's awesome. Like, if you're unfamiliar with Priests or Katie Alice Greer, I recommend giving it a listen because you will like it. It's Priests is definitely a lot more political in terms of the political punk scale and they always just have awesome live shows so nice that's my recommendation yeah and my recommendation is to go listen to the new yellow card album and be sad like megan mentioned with sad violins <laughs> so it's definitely like i said earlier an album that can still be enjoyed and still be you know effective as a goodbye from the band 
And, you know, we already talked about it. So just go do yourself a favor and listen to it, especially if you've been a fan of Yellow Card. Even if you've only slightly been a fan of Yellow Card, it's worth checking out. And in other news and in other recommendations, I have a new podcast called Welcome to Geekdom. And by the time you all listen to this, Megan will have been our second guest on the podcast to talk all about libraries. So I know we have mentioned libraries a lot with our new book club feature going on here. So if you want us to, if you want to listen to us get in depth on our library systems and everything, go check out that episode. And basically what I'm looking to do with that is each week I'll have a different guest on. It'll probably be recurring guests. So Megan, you are definitely welcome back on again if you want to nerd out or I geek out about something else. I have a few topics to talk about you with. Okay. Some very good topics. Okay. That works for me because, you know, I'm Basically starting out with having some friends on that I've already had on Misaligned. You know, Jacob Tender was on the first episode. We talked all about how we consume TV and how we probably watch way too much TV at times. So that was a fun one to do. Like I said, with Megan, we talked about libraries. And the next episode next week will be all about Nicolas Cage with James Shotwell. So look for that. And then, you know, I plan on trying to get Jason Tate back on so we could talk about some stuff, but it'll definitely be a handful of recurring guests for the time being. And well, hopefully a little more than a handful. So I'm not bugging everyone like every other week to <laughs> be on a podcast with me. But we'll talk about books. We'll talk about music. We'll talk about comic books, movie, TVs, sports, what have you. I already have a few ideas in place with a few different people. So It'll be something new each week, and it won't be so music and pop culture focused as this podcast is necessarily. So it's just something I sort of wanted to do because I have so many different things that I enjoy. You know, I'm writing about the Packers and the Lakers and comic books, and I'm reviewing you know, The Flash and Supergirl this season, and I have my own site where I write about music. So it's like I have all these different interests, and I really wanted to find a way to have a podcast where I could just put them all in there without having to try and do it all at the same time. So definitely check that out. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you in advance to anyone who checks it out. And as always, thank you guys for listening to Misaligned, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.